Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode number five, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Kennedy, but no Jaron. Hey, Kennedy. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's be clear. Jaron is actually in the room, but we only have four microphones, and we have two special guests today. So Jaron was kind enough to run the computer for us. And with his cough, he may be glad that he's not on the mic. Or you may hear him in the background somewhere. So back as a guest is Jeff Hempel, discipleship pastor at Emmaus. And here with us as well is Karen Live, Wednesday night meal chef extraordinaire. Oh, I like that. Is, that. is that your... Uh, <laughs> love you, Karen. <laughs> that's, that's good cheering. Uh, Jaren's pretty good at the cheering, but that, that, yeah. was pretty, that was pretty good. So Karen, we're so <laughs> glad you. that Thanks you're with for us. Having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. We were talking before we started recording that one day down the road, we may need an all-ladies podcast with Kennedy and my wife and Karen, and then we realized, <laughs> I'm not sure we're ready for no. that. That, <laughs> no. that could be dangerous. We're ready for it. Yeah. Oh, the I, listeners yeah. are the listen- ready for it. Oh, the listeners, <laughs> the listeners may be begging for it after they hear that <laughs> idea. So, yeah, that, that could be a lot of fun. Um, I told my family that Karen was going to be on the podcast today, and one of my kids, who will remain nameless, said, Miss Karen is the least Karen Karen I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, uh, I love that so much. Poor, poor Karens. Karens have hit a hard it's time in culture. It's just not it's fair. It's not yeah. fair. But our Karen is not a Karen. She is amazing. Such well, a gift to us. Thank so you. We're thank so glad you. you're here. I am my biggest fan, so <laughs> it doesn't bother me too much. And you have so many other fans uh, to, to go with yourself, so I love it. All right, before we get into our conversation with Karen and talk about Wednesday night groups and Wednesday night meals coming up, Kennedy, what do we need to know about missions in 2023? Yeah, so we are in full mission trip planning mode. So we um, are actually in the works of planning four trips for this year. So Canada, Panama, the Middle East, and Eurasia. And so if you have any interest in going on a trip or maybe going in the future, maybe even going long term, we'll actually have a lunch on February 5th, right after the morning service. Um, And it's called Missions 101. So we'll just kind of do a general training. Um, And you can sign up with that in the lobby on Sunday morning or also on our website. If you click on the missions tab, it'll kind of give you information about this year's trips and the lunch. Perfect. And probably an hour, something yeah. like that on that yep. lunch yep. And, and just talk about what it means to go on a mission trip, things exactly. to be prepared for, all of that. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. So Emmaus, February 5th, stick around after the worship service that day to have lunch and hear more about mission trips coming up. So that's a great starting place. And again, reach out to, uh, to Kennedy if you have any questions mm-hmm. about that. So coming up this Wednesday night, January the 11th, we restart our Wednesday night meal in groups, which I'm extremely excited about. We're going to talk about the Wednesday night meal in a few minutes. But Jeff, first, uh, I know you work to plan Wednesday night groups. Tell us what's coming up for that for adults. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about our lineup for the spring semester. Um, and assuming no weather problems, we've got nine straight <laughs> weeks uh, where we can get together. So a few options. Uh, Jack and Phyllis Poe will be bringing back their crisis of faith. Um, study for those of you who have gone through, we, we use that word trauma and you kind of think big and dramatic, but man, life has so many traumas. 
so many situations. And so if that's something that you're walking through, they'd love to kind of help give you just some tools, some things to put in your toolbox um, and resources to kind of help you walk along with that. Uh, then the guys, we're going to get together with me again. Uh, we're going to read a book called Habits of Grace by uh, David Mathis. It's spiritual disciplines. It's how do I organize and structure my life using the resources that God has given me to pursue grace. And so I'm really looking forward to that. We've got a great group of guys that have been involved in that. Ladies, uh, Miss Carol Noble uh, is back by popular demand. She wants to uh, uh, do a study on the early church in Acts. Um, now, ladies, that is the only study that uh, it would help to sign up for. So go on to our Wednesday night tab online and you can get signed up and pay for your book. Um, and that'll be a video study that I think will be really helpful. Um, and then lastly, Carl Dean will be back in the Fellowship uh, Center for kind of a general Bible study. He'll be looking at Christ in the Old Testament. And if you're thinking, well, Christ is in the New Testament, not the Old Testament, um, I think this would be a great study for you. It's it's a really cool and unique uh, perspective that he brings. And so uh, I'm really excited. I think I think we've got a good opportunity there. Yeah, there's a lot of diversity in that that lineup and, and people that uh, remember that these Wednesday night studies, there's great content, but also another goal of Wednesday night studies is just to get to know people, yep. meet people you wouldn't meet in Sunday school, you wouldn't meet on Sunday morning. So so it's a really good, really good opportunity to connect. And also remember Wednesday nights uh, are a key time for our kids and mm-hmm. teenagers getting together on Wednesday nights. Now, we've talked about this before. College students, young adults on Wednesday nights, we want them to jump into these groups, That's but right. then remind where would a college student, young adult, where do they connect with people their age at other times in the week? What, let's just put that back out there again. So what's the best plan for that? Yeah, so Sunday mornings is always a great a great start. We've got two different groups for them for college age, uh, career, if you're just getting started out out of high school uh, with Mark and Cher uh, in room 231. And then Ben and Lauren have a class. Um, it's married, it's singles, um, anybody that's kind of 23 and and whatever and that upper limit gets a little tricky Jonathan but um, uh, but yeah any of any of those and then on Wednesday nights we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast uh, we we want that age group to get plugged into the church as a whole we don't want to just you know sometimes we go off and we do our, our things but um, we want you to get to know other people older people in the church and so Wednesday nights Plug into one of those studies. Perfect. Look at what sounds good to you. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. And those studies start at 6 o'clock. They run for an hour and a half. We try really hard to be finished at 730, especially to get kids home and get ready for school and work the next day. But before the group start at 6 o'clock, we have a meal at 5 o'clock. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. salivating as we <laughs> thinking about <laughs> Thinking about apple cake, uh, oh, one, of my, one of my favorites of all time. Uh, that's my yearly request on my birthday is Karen's apple cake. So, <laughs> And just a few days ago, we had Karen's lasagna at our home, and our oh, kids our kids were reminded of the lasagna that is absolutely it's classic. So. Yeah. And you even made the apple cake yourself. I made an apple cake, wow. Karen's apple cake, by myself this past year. It's a bold which, move. Wow. This was a bold move, but it, it actually turned out really well. I was really I was really happy. So Bennett and I worked hard, worked hard on that. So that meal is at 5 o'clock. We do need you to sign up ahead of time. It helps us a lot for, for planning. And the meal is a great chance to obviously spend time with your own family, but get to know some other people as well in the church. I, I really look forward to that, to that five o'clock meal. So make sure you get signed up and 
one of the people, not the only person, but one of the main people behind that mule is Karen Leib. And so we wanted to bring Karen on the podcast just so you could hear more about God's work in her life and she could share with you some of that. So Karen, tell us a little bit about your family. Just give us the introduction, who you are, who God's put around you in your life. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am married to Brian Leib. We've been married for 36 years. Uh, we have two kids, Kelsey and Brianna. Brianna's married to one of the staff members here at the church, Jonathan. Um, you have grandkids. I have two amazing grandkids, yes, ages four and three, Josie and Sullivan. Who we were blown away at the mini golf <laughs> that are just your mini-me's between mini you and me. Brian. That was Josie incredible. is me, Sullivan is Brian, and I am not mad about that. No, <laughs> no, it is uncanny. You look at them, and you're like, I oh, love it so yeah, much. It's, it's so much fun. And uh, I don't think we call the chickens grand chickens, do we? Or we your do not. chickens or what? Tell us about the chickens because these, <laughs> these are famous on social media. I have no idea why they're famous because, I well, it's me. I, I'm a lot when it comes to my animals, <laughs> dogs, chickens. They kind of become uh, little pets, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know how they kind of got this little following, but people love the chickens. and. The uh, I, I think uh, I think I remember a social media post one time that Brian was commenting on what it meant for the chickens to be free range chickens. Oh, uh, he, no, free loaders. Free loaders, free not, not even free range chickens. They're he free calls loaders. Free loading chickens because they they tend to um, stop laying eggs every now and then, so they're just being fed and mm. not providing yeah. anything. Not, not giving anything in return. So. Uh, we would say that's something like having children, but that's not fair. That's not a fair comparison. So uh, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's a that's a perfect comparison. How did how did you end up with chickens? Like, what's the story I, behind no, that? No, I honestly don't know. I always not always even because we've only lived out here in the country for eleven years. But I just had this desire to have chickens. We had the room. I wanted the chickens. Brian absolutely adamantly did not want chickens. <laughs> And, I and often, you got chickens, and, so we, and thereby so we comes a good marriage. So that's and, right. And I got chickens, and <laughs> it was a moment of weakness for him. It was during COVID. Um, we're kind of trapped in the house, and he finally agreed. And and now we have chickens. And now we have chickens. I love it. And he says that as soon as eggs reach fifty dollars a dozen, they will start paying for themselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> we may see that day. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, so chickens are awesome. Grandkids are even yes, more awesome. Yes. You guys are amazing. Tell us a little bit, backing way up, how did you come to faith in Christ? What's your story? What's your testimony, Karen? Oh, um, I, I love my story because I was basically born in the church. I mean, I was raised by very godly parents, and we were always involved in church. And What church would it have been? Southwest Baptist. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, off of 55th and Blackwell or somewhere like that. Still there. Um yeah, so I was. it was just a very natural transition for me. I was very young, six or seven, couldn't tell you the day, couldn't even tell you the season, but I have a very vivid memory of being in children's church. I love that our church offers children's church because that's where it was for me. I was in children's church, and I felt this literal, physical pull that I needed to respond and accept Christ. So That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And that church is... I mean, you talk about a well-known church, and a church yeah, has reached out to so many people a long time over over the years. Who was instrumental in your spiritual growth through the years? 
Oh, gosh. Well, that question wasn't on the, on the list know, you gave me. You threw me a curveball. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would have to say probably Sunday school teachers throughout the years, definitely. We were always involved in Sunday school. And, you know, that's where you really get to know people and make strong relationships. Uh, Absolutely. Emmaus, uh, you know how much we value Sunday school and kids Sunday school and youth Sunday school. And uh, there are few, few greater blessings than being able to teach little kids Sunday school mm-hmm. or youth Sunday school and see the impact that that, that makes. And and bringing your kids, making sure your kids and grandkids are a part of Sunday school. It's such a such a big part. Did you and did you and Brian meet there at Southwest? Or no, you? he actually did go to Southwest at one time. I don't think our paths crossed when we were kids at Southwest. We met. Well, we kind of met. I was kind of moonlighting to another church. I was sneaking off and going over to Wilmot Place, and he went there. <laughs> we we met at Wilmot Place, um, but then we, I grew up. From seventh grade on at First Moore, First Baptist Moore. Um, and we got married at First Baptist Moore. And that's where we started our young young adult life was yeah. at First Moore. I love that. Uh, one of the things we talk about a lot at Emmaus is how God brings partnership among churches in, in an area. And I just think about South Oklahoma City and... You can't say Wilmot Place without thinking about Jim Leehu. Right. <laughs> and Kennedy spent a few years, yeah, uh, yep. early years. Very small memories, but I do remember it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the stories you hear from Wilmot, and then obviously the stories of Southwest, and the stories of First Baptist mm-hmm. Moore, and the role that First Baptist Moore played in Emmaus. Did you, So you all came over from First Baptist Moore to Emmaus? We, no, we had a, another little stop. There, there was some... Um, turmoil that kind of went on at a time, and we went from South, uh, from First Moore to Capitol Hill Baptist. Uh, that was a very healing time for us to be under Pastor Jim White, who's just a very kind and uh, gracious person, and so that was very healing for us. But then it came a time when we realized we needed to get somewhere with maybe um, a larger children's base, right? something with a larger youth base to grow into, and... Uh, that's what brought us to Emmaus. And that led to Emmaus. So I love that. And I think Bree was two at the time. So that was 26, 26-ish years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Um, and then thinking about all the pieces that come together from, from that, that's, that's, that's really exciting. All right, let's think about uh, food, your cooking mm-hmm. that, that you're so well known for. Who taught you to cook? Where did you, where did you get a An, love again, for cooking? Again, another thing. I think it's my mom. She, my mom's the best cook I know. I mean, she can take... A pile of ingredients and create a masterpiece. I don't have that gift, you know. I can follow the recipes and come up with things, but she's she's fantastic. But she did not like to bake, so I think I can remember very early, like twelve or so, that became my thing. I was the baker, and then, of course, once I got married, did more cooking. But. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, when you cook, is this follow the recipe? To a T, no. everything has to be perfect, or are you no. just throwing things in there? No, at times? absolutely not. My girls hate my recipes because they may not even list ingredients. It'll say, <laughs> and it may not even say, have a cup of what. It's just, <laughs> but I know they absolutely hate it. And Brianna, being the CPA that she is, she has to have black and white absolute measurements. It, it makes her crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrified when I think about cooking and there yeah. aren't exact measurements on there. So you, I, I FaceTimed Karen multiple times while trying to make her apple cake. Like, Karen, <laughs> what do I do at this point? What, what do I do next? And so uh, 
what would you say to someone wanting to get into cooking who doesn't know much about cooking? How do you yeah. how do you get started? Like, what's the? Oh my, I am not an expert in by any means. Well, your food's um, amazing, so aw, you're obviously thanks. know something. So, um, I I think I tell people just to give it a try, and look at a look at a recipe, and if you see something on it, and you go, oh, I want to make this, but I don't like this. When you're cooking, not baking so much, you don't like it, leave it out, you know, or try something different. Um, be willing to experiment and be willing to fail. I love it. And I you will fail. Yeah. <laughs> that's really hard, but that's a good reminder. So I think I would I would feel okay if I was failing on something I was making for myself, you know, failing for something <laughs> for somebody else. That might be that experiment might be before the party. Experiment like, not before the party. Yeah. 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 I, I've known people who you know, they'll show up to a party and say, I've never made this before, but I just thought I would try it. And I've done that plenty of times. I've yeah. never made this before, but I'll, I'll cook it for 150 people tonight. <laughs> it's, it'll be fine. I would trust you. Some yeah, 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 yeah. Other yeah. people, you know, like, ah, so I don't know. We yeah. fail. We fail a lot. We, and we still do. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. And you, you and my wife have the same personality to be able to pull that up. You guys have the same personality in a lot of ways, but uh, especially when it, when it comes to something like that. So when you think about food, and we think about the Bible, there's some really interesting connections. And it's not just the food, but it's the hospitality. It's being able to minister to someone. Uh, we probably all have stories of after surgery or a, a baby is born or something happens and people just show up and bring you a meal and the gift that that can be. And, and then inviting people over to your home to eat. So talk just for a second about the idea of hospitality and how you've seen the Lord use that both in your own life and you've used it to minister to other people. Uh, let's just kind of think about hospitality for a second. I am a doer. I love to physically do something for someone. I have that gift of service. Um, so it's a very natural thing too. You know, when I see it, I, I used to discount that as not being, you know, an important spiritual oh, yeah. gift. Yeah. Uh, it's really easy to look at somebody who has the gift of mercy or, you know, always has the, ex like my friend Mary Owen, always has the exact right words to say in a time of need and knows how to minister. And I used to think, oh, I wish I could do that. You know, I, I can bake you a cake, but that's, that's about all I got. But there is great value in that uh, meeting an actual physical need of someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... Uh food and caring and inviting someone into your home or even just taking someone to their home, it is a way of saying, I care. It's, mm -hmm. I, I see you, I notice you, I know what you're going through yeah. and I wanna, I wanna meet that, that yeah. need. So what would you feel like, Karen, that the Lord is just teaching you in your life right now? You're speaking to the church, people you know and love and God's doing a work in your heart. What, what do you feel like God's teaching you during the season of life in general? That was a really difficult question, too. I really had to ponder that and think on it. And because it's really easy to discount, oh, I'm not, I'm just not doing much right now. We're not teaching a Sunday school right now. We're not um, doing what somebody from the outside might see, you know. But I'm finding that I'm in a season of life that um, it kind of looks like being on call. I'm on call all the time, you know, and I'm learning to appreciate that avail being available. I think that's a big word, just being available. Um, I have, you know, I've got the grandkids. I want to be available. I want to make life easier and for my daughter, um, you know, when she's stressed out or something. I have an aging, ailing mother. Um, 
I can sometimes I can have a schedule or I can think I know what my schedule for the week is going to look like but it turns out that is going to the emergency room or sleeping in a recliner in a hospital room for a week so I really am finding the value in not having everything planned out and just being available when I'm needed for whatever I'm needed for wow that's a that's a powerful answer Aww. that's a, that's a, no that really is I think with certain personalities, you know, if we're not doing X, Y, and Z, or it's not planned mm-hmm. out exactly, yeah. and just... And that's my husband. Oh, I... He, he, you know, his, his life is planned out till the end of it, I feel yeah. like. Every, <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows exactly yeah. what's going on. I, I don't, and I actually find comfort in that, because if I do have a schedule, a set schedule, and it gets messed up, that's stressful. Yeah, yeah. Think about that proverb about how we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. Exactly. And yeah. so that openness to where to where God's leading us. And I, uh, I guess the way you cook is the way you live right now. You're just like, I just throw something in there, and we'll see what <laughs> see out. what happens. Doesn't so, always work out. Doesn't, yeah. No, but <laughs> we're thankful for how the Lord is at work in your life, and that's. And you think about caring for kids and grandkids, caring for aging parents, caring for your friends around you that you care mm-hmm. for. I mean, that's a. That's a beautiful example of, of ministry. And so, Emmaus, as you hear that, you may be in a situation where you feel like you're not doing as much as you've done in the past or you're not doing what you want to do, but don't miss where God's placed you and, and how you can be involved in ministry at, at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up, one quick thing here. If someone wanted to help out uh, in the kitchen at Emmaus on Wednesday nights, what do you need most? What would be most helpful for you? Uh, what does that look like right now? Um I love this because I have never handpicked people for the kitchen. Um, I've done this for, I started back in the kitchen in 2000, January of 2023 years ago. And it probably took me 20 years to figure this out, but used to people would come and go out of the kitchen for whatever reason. And I would stress out, you know, I'd be like, oh my goodness, how are we going to replace this person? We're, you know, we're going to have to quit the kitchen. We're but God always provides for whatever our need is. And I couldn't even handpick these people. I, I couldn't have done it better, you know? Um, we are like a group of, we're like the land of misfit toys back there. <laughs> but we have so much fun That's back right. there. That's right, yeah. Um, hopefully every week we provide good food. We have a lot of laughs, uh, a lot of support for each other, and we just respect and enjoy each other. I would say the kitchen, well, first of all, let me just say, our kitchen is amazing. We have this, basically a commercial kitchen. Uh, We have every amenity and, you know, thing we need back there. Um, It's not a scary place. Come visit us. We're there all day on Wednesday. We're there from at least one o'clock. At least, Always there by one o'clock. Just come back and say hi. Wash your hands, come in the kitchen. Uh, See what we're doing. Maybe... Maybe you belong back there, maybe you don't, that's okay, but um, see what we're doing and see if it might be something you'd enjoy getting involved in. We Sometimes I don't even know what the need is and then somebody comes in and they have a special set of skills and boom, that becomes their thing. And yeah. um, No, so. that's perfect. I, I, I really like that. I think it's a good reminder that we talk about in church life, how do you actually get to know people in church? It's often being a part of a group, and then the way you really get to know people is you serve alongside them, mm-hmm. and and you laugh together, you go through experiences together, and so if you're at Emmaus and looking for a way to serve Wednesday afternoons, one o'clock, 
all the way through the meal and beyond the meal. We need people to help clean up afterward and, and, and all the things that are involved in that. So it is a really great chance to jump in and serve and, and be involved. So Jeff Kennedy, anything you guys want to add uh, wrapping up on that? Favorite food that's available in the kitchen on Wednesday nights or uh, favorite thing Karen Oh, man, cooks? I get excited about breakfast night. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, love I can breakfast. smell the bacon oh, from my office. I look forward to that for days. I, I do, too. <laughs> breakfast is a big, big hit. There's a couple of people that adamantly think breakfast should not be eaten at night. but They're wrong. Oh, they are, oh, They're yes. wrong. They're wrong. They are absolutely wrong. It's so good. <laughs> Carl. 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 Oh, man. Carl. 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 I think it was Carl. Boo. I think it was Carl. Yeah. I could be wrong. Carl. Tell me. I will say you gave a recipe to my mom for fall retreat this year. Yes. And it was like a chicken. (gasps) The chicken. It's called, at home we call it chicken spaghetti, but we use a different noodle. So it's, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a huge hit. I mean, like everybody just like wanted loads and loads of it. It was so good. We make that. So even if you think, yeah, Mm -hmm. even Karen had a huge part in fall retreat too. (laughs) I used to actually have a physical presence. Yeah. (laughs) So that's been nice to pass some of those things on too. You never know that day may that day may return one day that you find yourself there again. It's hard to imagine right now. You never know. I, uh, I've never been a huge lasagna fan, but Karen's lasagna oh, changed my mind. Uh, and I walked into the kitchen a few years ago, and there was meatloaf, and my heart sank. No, not meatloaf. And then I ate Karen's meatloaf, and I was like, oh, meatloaf. Like, <laughs> now, now my, now my mind has changed about meatloaf. So, you know, it's but, been, it's uh, been before, so good. Before we wrap up, can I just say that Uh-oh. the ladies did bring you something today. Oh. We have eggs. Wow. <laughs> Look at this. All right. The girls are providing, but I will say I didn't know there would be four of us in here. I thought there were only three. <laughs> no, Jared and I will wow. split, figure it out. split the eggs. And Look yes, I know these are commercial cartons, but they are my ladies' eggs. Oh, and they're beautiful oh, eggs, too. Eggs. Look at those. Those are fantastic. Well, thank you very much for that. Yeah. You're welcome. That kind of gift. Wow. I guess maybe we need to start a trend for future podcasts. Gifts. Guests need to bring gifts. Gifts. Yeah. yeah. That, I think this is a, probably if we were really doing this well, we would have a gift for Karen. Wait a second. I think this displays hospitality right here. Karen oh. brought a gift That's and right. I just showed up. So this is not <laughs> this is not a good sign. I, I need to I need to learn and grow in this. So, all right. Well, we've, we've hit 25 minutes plus. This has been so much fun. Karen, you bring so much joy to my family to our church to so many people and and we're so we're so thankful for you uh kennedy will you pray for karen uh remember emmaus wednesday nights start january 11th come join us any wednesday night sign up for those meals ahead of time jump into a group find a place to serve uh kennedy pray for us and and we'll wrap up yeah lord we just thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness lord as we look to this new year um I just pray that we look to you and guiding our steps and guiding the little steps and even the big steps, Lord. And um, I just pray that as we start things like Wednesday nights and Wednesday meals, Lord, that um, we would just be intentional on how you're going to use us for Wednesday nights, whether it's reaching out to friends, people we've never met, Lord, but also looking for ways to serve and looking for ways to um, just grow in our faith and grow closer to you, God. Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness in Karen's life and in her family's life, Lord, and just how you continue to use their gifts um, to serve your church, Lord, and we just thank you for that. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 We'll see you soon, Emmaus. Thank you.